We are back with another episode of Faith Church Up Close here at Faith Church in Poundville, Vermont. It's such a such an awesome day. It's a little warm, but not terribly warm. It could be worse, I think, uh, here in Vermont. I don't know where you're at or where you listen to this from. If you're uh, from some of the folks back down south where, where we're from, I'm sure you're baking right now, so we're appreciating the weather here in Vermont. Uh, today, I'm joined by another uh, regular tender member here at Faith Church. It's so awesome to have her joining us. We're going to get into the to her life, her story, where she's been, what's been happening, and uh, how she's gotten to where she's at today. And as always, I pray that this is just a way for us to get to know each other better and to uh, to hear each other's stories and to learn from each other along the way. So this afternoon, I am joined by Miss Marin, and I'm not even going to say your last name yet. <laughs> I'll let you say that. And she's going to give us her full name as we kick it off here. Marin Iwashko. Iwashko. Yeah, I thought, see, sometimes I'm like, I got this, but I don't want to be overconfident. So Marin Iwashko. All right. You have a middle name? and you No. No middle name? No. Oh, that's a story in and of itself. Well, All right. I have a middle Well, it's not on my birth certificate. Okay. Good. So I really don't. Sure. But my mother named me Louise, which was after her father, but I don't like Louise. So yeah, I don't care about that. I used to go, Marin Iwashko. All right, nice. That's an interesting last name. Was, do you, have you ever looked up the, the genealogy or heritage or where that comes from? Ukraine. Ukraine. Um, yeah, my dad was full Ukrainian. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Wow, like he just he moved over here from Ukraine like within his lifetime? Or? No, Okay, no. gotcha. But uh, my his, both his parents were. Okay. They, one was, uh, my grandfather's one of 18. Oh, wow. And my grandmother's one of 19. Man, that's a lot of kids <laughs> from both sides. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Wow. 18 and 19 children. Goodness gracious. Did you, were you able to know your grandparents? Uh, yeah, briefly. I mean, my, I was young when my dad, when my grandpa died. Mm-hmm. But um, my grandmother lived to be 103. Whoa. So, yeah. Wow. 103. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good long time. So speaking of that, how old are you now? This is uh, June of twenty twenty. So how sixty-three and a half. Sixty-three and a half. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Looking for that sixty-six and a half so I can retire. <laughs> <laughs> Counting it down. There you go. <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day. We have kids. Uh, our oldest is fourteen. He'll be fifteen in July. And um, thinking about when we first came here, it's been five years now. Wow. And um, you know what a difference obviously in, in, in kids you can see it more but even just in our lives five years is like nothing you know it's so fast um so yeah three three years for you i'm sure it'll be nothing it'll be a blink of the eye you'll be there before you know it. you might not want to be <laughs> in some cases but <laughs> i'm looking forward to it yeah no doubt no doubt all right so where were you uh where were you born we're, we're here in Poundville right now but where, where were you originally born uh marshtown new jersey okay marshtown all right Nice. That's a pretty decent sized town. I've heard of it. I've never been Northern to it. Northern Jersey. There's Morristown and Marstown, so it's Northern okay. Jersey. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, and you're, you're here in Poundville now, correct? Correct. All right. So where have you lived between Jersey and here? No place. No place. <laughs> Jersey, well, I've, I've, Vermont. I, I was transferred as an executive chef okay. from a management corporation in Long Island to Bennington, Vermont. Oh, and wow. I've been... It was only supposed to be two years. Okay. And that was in 83. All right. <laughs> so, and I'm still here. Sure. So. That's a pretty big, I would imagine anyway, a pretty big uh, difference from Long Island to Bennington. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No trains, no buses, no planes. Just, you know, fall asleep with a babbling brook. And it's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? 
I can't sleep. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. But, so how many years, so, so you've been to a few places in between there, obviously. So uh, any fun places you've traveled to or places that stand out over the years? Well, I went cross country, wow. which was really neat. Yeah. I drove cross country with one of the ladies that worked for me in Arlington. Mm-hmm. Um, her son was going to the Wyoming Technical Institute. and Her husband never drove out of Vermont, so... Oh. I, yeah, it was great. It was a nice, it was really, really cool. Nice. You know, our country's beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, especially, it's so different. You know, that's what is remarkable to me, just like that, just traveling just a couple of days distance, and it's like a completely different world. Yeah. You know, it's really crazy. Awesome. All right. So, what? looking back uh, from when you lived in Jersey and in in that area and to, to here, you prefer one over the other? I know you're obviously still here, so you must prefer this to a degree. But was it looking back, you're like, man, maybe I wish I should have, would have stayed back in. Where? I I re- actually prefer up here. Okay. You know, yeah. I like going back to Jersey to, in right. driving in the traffic because yeah. I miss the in and out and the yeah, yeah. you know the 75 mile an hour you know down the <laughs> in and out the hot the lanes. But yes. um, it's just the pace of life up here is just so much different. So much. So much the quality is just different, mm-hmm. and it's and it's soul searching up here. Yeah, no doubt. I've noticed. I've seen quite a few news reports lately of people after this whole COVID uh, issue that we've been battling through for a while. Have been just kind of thinking about leaving the city and just getting out to places like this to be able to, yeah. like you said, just be able to to not be under the, so much pressure or uh, just to live a different type of life. So you, you live by the by the clock down there. Mm-hmm. If you're not on the road by. 6 30 you're not in the city by nine o'clock you know i mean it's just when i used to go home from up here i'd have to make sure that i left at a certain time so i didn't hit route 80 sure at four four o'clock or i wouldn't have gotten to jersey till seven gotcha so it's you know that's 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 the pace down there sure yeah no it's it's hard to imagine especially when we've uh, we've been here for a while but even back when i grew up uh we're in southern georgia and um same thing, same small town thing. It's just, you know, no, no, no pace. <laughs> it's, well, it's a pace. It's a pace of all of its own, right? Yeah. For sure. All right. So you said you moved here uh, because of an executive chef position. So, yeah, what over the course of your life, what's some, uh, what's some jobs you had? What's your career now? But also what's some interesting jobs you might have had along the way? I, um, I'm an executive chef. I went to the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York. Um, started cooking when I was 15. And I just, I just love what I do. I have a passion for what I do. Mm. Uh, I've worked at quite a number of schools. I opened up the Grace Christian School mm-hmm. hot lunch program. Yep. Arlington, Vermont, I opened up their high school hot lunch program, built it with the architectural company. Mm. Um, I like working with kids. I was at Buxton School for nine years mm-hmm. down in Williamstown as a chef. Okay. Not the executive chef, but a chef. And was let go because of... Enrollment was down, so I was right. the last chef hired, mm. and then I ended up at Meals on Wheels. Gotcha. And okay. totally love it. Yeah. How and long have you been doing that? Five and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So we talked a little bit earlier, so this would be a rehash for us, but for those who don't know, what uh, what got you into, into cooking? Uh, what inspired you to go down the path that you are now? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I was a drinker when I was in high school, but I worked, I constantly worked. I, con- I had a job at Wawa Supermarket. I also had a job at Howard Johnson's. Um, and my basketball coach from high school, actually I started cooking at my high school when I graduated. Okay. And 
of course I drank and my basketball coach one day came in and said Marin what are you going to do be a fry cook for the rest of your life mm. it's like I don't know <laughs> I wanted to go be a, either a phys ed teacher minor uh, major in phys ed and minor in art or major in phys ed and minor in math okay but I just didn't I didn't have the push from my family to do mm, it sure so my basketball coach threw an application down on the table and said you're gonna I want you to fill this out to the CIA mm-hmm. and took me up for my to see it and we went for an interview and I was I was accepted and she helped me fill out my student loan applications and away I went wow two years I had to wait but it was awesome yeah and I still keep in contact with her that's awesome man that's fantastic yep. how yep. about that so what was your experience like when you're uh, going into uh, the Culinary Institute there uh, from the background you came from? I'm sure that was a bit of adjustment. It was, <laughs> I, was, I can remember my parents did drive me up mm. and I did have my own car. Okay. But when they left, I was like, yeah. I didn't know a soul there, oh. you know? And of course I'm like, hello, hello, yeah. hello, hello. <laughs> All these people are like, who is that? Who is that? You know? And, <laughs> Smoke cigarettes, you know, and I was just, I was a tomboy when I grew up. So it was like, you know, so finally this one girl and her parents said, do you know her? Do you know her? Ended up being somebody who lived like right around the corner from my sister-in-law. Oh, wow. So we became really good friends and, but it was difficult. It was difficult to be away. Sure. Um, How old were you at the time? 20, let's see, 20. Okay. I think I was 20 or 21. Yeah. All right. And how, how far of a distance was that from where you grew up? Uh, about 100 and, 120 miles. So I would go home on the weekends and sure. still work at Howard Johnson's. Okay. So, gotcha. I, so I was their night manager. Mm. And I'd bring all my laundry home and just leave it for my mother to do. <laughs> nice <laughs> Pick one. it up on Sunday when I go back to work, school. Nice. But so um, would you recommend for someone who you know, is thinking, oh, you know, I'm like to cook or whatever, maybe that's some, a passion of theirs, but maybe want to pursue it as a career, would you say, yeah, definitely a would encourage you as you were encouraged oh yeah There's, so much has changed yeah. it was a two-year program and you can you know now there's four-year program mm-hmm. and you can major in uh pastries or you uh, know different yeah. things yeah um but yeah i think it being a woman in the profession years ago it was hard yes it was hard sure and um i remember the one chef i worked with there said you're gonna make one hell of a chef except either going to be married to your profession or married if you mm. want to move up. Well, uh-huh. right, right, right. So needless to say, I'm single because <laughs> I chose my career. I mean, gotcha. yeah. and it was the only thing that I had that nobody could take away mm. was my love and my knowledge for what I did. Gotcha. And that, and that, that and I kind of held on to that for the rest of my life. Sure. Yeah, right up till now. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Hmm. So after you got out, you graduated in two years, you said at, mm-hmm. at CI, what, what was your, uh, your first official chef position, job, where were you at? I was at a country club. Oh, okay. Um, as a sous chef. Mm-hmm. And it just, <laughs> no matter where I went, mm-hmm. it always, something happened, and then I'd move into the executive chef, or the head chef or the executive chef position. Uh-huh. And being young, I mean, I was 24, mm-hmm. I think it was 24. I was at this prestigious private golf club in, in Mendham, New Jersey called Roxiticus. Okay. And all of a sudden, the head chef got fired. Mm. So I moved up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, you learn by your experience, Absolutely. but it's like I moved up to this position. All right. And then I went to a hotel, mm-hmm. which was the corporation that I transferred up here with. 
because I had applied there, but it wasn't open yet. Very new building, a lot brand new. The executive chef was from Canada. Mm -hmm. I was there probably, I don't know, eight months, and he got let go. So then I had to move up again. <laughs> and all everybody that was there was young. So like my sous chef was 21, the head of a restaurant was 24. Wow. You know, so it was just yeah. difficult. And sure. it was pressure. Mm -hmm. I mean, my childhood, my education, everything just got to me. And I, I think it was God that made me ask for a transfer. Yeah. Because uh, it, I think I'd be six foot under if I mm -hmm. hadn't asked for a transfer. Gotcha. I just need to get away. Right. So let's take it take it back a couple of steps then to, to kind of get some context on that. So uh, growing up, what was your childhood like there in New Jersey? What was some some it great was, moments, some rough moments? What well, was the, like? the the great moments were drum and bugle corps. I was hey. in drum and bugle corps from six till I was twenty one. Nice. And I loved it. Yeah. Um, I had an older brother. It was just two of us. Mm -hmm. My mother worked constantly. She was a she was a RN, private duty. Um, worked like 365 days a year. My father, he worked. He he was a, he was a dad, but he didn't have any backbone. Mm -hmm. And we lived with my mother's mother, who was the meanest mm. person this side of the earth. Seriously, but I still some for some reason I still loved her. Yeah. But the way that I was brought up. I didn't condone anything, and I knew, I knew that what was going on in my house wasn't going on in somebody else's house. Sure, right. So, I would get in trouble at school to stay after school because my mother wasn't home. I mean, you know, just, and I knew at night when I would, and I, I sit, was talking to Jennifer about this, your wife, mm. um, when I would go to bed at night, I would just close my eyes tight mm. and pull my knees to my chest, and A, and I'm probably four, three or, no, four, five, six, say i don't want to wake up mm. or i'd hold on to this rod of light that i would it was like being on a merry-go-round mm -hmm. it was a pole but it didn't have a pole sure right but i held on to this rod of light and i knew if i held on to that mm. that someday i would be okay mm. and the only thing i can explain to you it's got, had to been the holy spirit yeah the holy ghost it had to have been right. because there's no other reason why i should be here yeah mm. And I mean, it, my childhood wasn't like totally, sure, totally, but it was very dysfunctional. Yeah. You know? Wow. And, you know, it was like, oh, if you say anything, you're going to get taken away or, mm. you know, so you're, you're a kid. Yeah. Right. You want to be around your family, sure. whether it's good or bad, you're That's still a, your family, right. you know, but something in, inside of me always knew that it wasn't what it was supposed to be. Mm. And that was from the, from the get go. Yeah. yeah. So... And I, I know that it was the Holy, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit that got me to where I am. Because it's the only thing that I ha had mm -hmm. that was safe, that I felt safe with, sure. was that rod of light. Right. And I would go to sleep at night. Yeah. So would you say that helped contribute to, uh, you said when you were uh, older, before you got hooked up with a basketball coach to get you into mm -hmm. uh, the Culinary Institute, that... Um, you were battling with drinking. You say that was obviously the famine situation. Yeah. Home was not helping, <laughs> right? Right, so, right, right, right. Uh, was that kind of the impetus that kind of took you down that path? Or? Yeah, and it was it was my out. Okay, it was my out. Sure. Um, and I, I I was brought up Catholic, mm -hmm. so you feared God when you mm -hmm. went to church. So it was you know, and you didn't want to go to confession because you uh, didn't want you know. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was the whole. And then I went to Catholic high school. Okay. So. 
I mean, religion was always part of me, sure. but I didn't really know what it was. Right. You know, I mean, I did it. You do it out of the way you're told to do it. You right. know, out of um, consistency or your re repetitiveness. Sure. You know, it's the same thing. Right. You know, most of the time it was in Latin back wow. then. So, <laughs> you know, wow. you could understand a few things. Yeah. You know. And then why are you throwing money into a basket? You know, right. <laughs> and it was just you just do it because you had to do you it. You just do it because you do it. That's and your right. parents would give you the twenty-five cents to throw <laughs> in the basket, and, <laughs> and you do it. You know, right, right, right. But um, yeah. And when I came up here, I was still I was I went to Catholic church here, mm -hmm. and um, I remember asking the priest if I could be my my nephew's godmother, uh -huh. and he said no. Hmm. Because I wasn't there long enough. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And I worked on Sundays. Okay. So I so really didn't get to go to church. Sure. So I, he didn't see me, you know? And right, right, right. I don't know. I just... Then my mother died, and I just shunned God. Mm. Because I was like, why would you take her so young? Mm. She would be my age. I mean, she died at my age. Really? And so did my brother at 63. Wow. So I remember I was going to... Um, the Baptist Church. I met a family at work, and I was going to uh, White Creek Baptist Church, and um, everything that was said there was hitting hitting me for the day. Mm -hmm. I mean, right in my life, that moment, yeah. what was going on? The message was directly to me. Right. And I remember when I was working at Crescent Manor, I dropped to the floor, to my knees, and I asked uh, Jesus to be my my mm -hmm. savior because I didn't have anything. Sure. I lost my restaurant, mm. you know, I mean, it was just, it was such a low time when my mom died yeah. and then everything surfaced. So, you know, it was just like, right. but I never, I never went back to, I got sober in 84 uh -huh. and I never started drinking again. Wow. I never went back to it. Um, so it's been like 35 years. Whoa. And how old were you when your mom passed away? Uh, so that was 90. So I was uh, 30, 20, 33. 30, 33? Wow, okay. Yeah, 30, 33, because she was 30 when she had me. She died 63. Goodness. Man, that's young. You know? Wow. And it did. It broke me. Yeah. It broke me. And yeah. and I just, I lost everything. You know, I, I hid my car. I didn't have a job. I, mm -hmm. So I locked the restaurant up, mm -hmm. kind of walked away from it. Mm -hmm. Um and hit bottom, mm -hmm. really hit bottom, you know. But if it wasn't for some good friends that helped me get right. through, yeah. and I had to pick myself back up. Mm -hmm. And it was only, I believe it was God that yeah. carried me, you sure. know. Wow. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so I got born again. And then I would come here when Pastor Fry was here. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, but then I was working Sundays and, right. you know, and... And you lose contact. You lose. Oh, yeah. You lose kind of what it's all about. But you know, there's something there. Right. And then that's when I started coming here again. And I was like, it was just an instant connect. Mm -hmm. And it was part of me that's been missing for quite a number of years again. Mm -hmm. Wow. But God bless this this church and the church family that's here. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. It, it's so incredible. And again, one of the reasons I love doing this, and not only for my benefit, to hear the stories, which I love hearing stories but uh you know who knows who may be listening is going through a similar situation or um, dealing with some of the same issues and you know your story of how god pulled you through that and meeting christ and, and 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 breaking free of some of those past struggles 
you know, maybe what somebody needs to hear. That's <laughs> just, it's always, it blows my mind. I, I know there's, they may, I might not ever hear it, or you might not ever right, hear it. Right, right. But you never know if that impact's going to be there or not. So. But just talking about it now yeah. makes me realize that it is why I'm here, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And it makes me want to go back home now and read the Bible mm-hmm. more. Yeah. And, you know, be more connected and right. do more things and help people, you right. know. I mean, if there's somebody came up to me and said, you know, geez, I need to talk. I, right. You know, I need a big sister. I need somebody to right. guide me. Yeah. Well, you know, if I didn't have the people in my life that I had, yes, where would you be? Right, absolutely. You know, mm. it's a blessing. Definitely. You yeah. know, and God only gives you what you can handle. He definitely pulled you through. <laughs> exactly. <sure>. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that is so crazy. But I wouldn't change a thing in my life. I would not change a thing mm. in my life because I wouldn't be who I am. Yeah, that's very true. Right. Uh, I, I, that's a good point because you know I think sometimes we get sold a bill of goods, especially when it comes to a relation, personal relationship with Jesus. Of like, yeah, okay, well if you if you accept you know, Jesus into your life, He's gonna just forget all the things in the past. He's gonna make you everything just new and fresh. And while there's an element to that, right, mm-hmm. you're set free from those things. However, if you just let go of everything you were before, then what was the point? of going through those things, right? Like you said, you're shaped by those things. God didn't, it wasn't a mistake. I mean, what obviously would he have, he wants us to, to live for him and live uh, in, in a better way than what we, our habits and, and things we fall into. However, he still can use those things and redeem them for his purposes later on. Like this, right? Like you said, the fact that you went through all this stuff could mean that one day you could have a conversation with somebody who's going to go through or is in the middle of this stuff and you can help them through that. Exactly. And if you've never been it, you wouldn't have that benefit. And so it's just, it's, yeah. it is incredible. Um, and that's a great perspective to have because I think sometimes we get ashamed of our past and uh, want to just put it away. You know, forget it. I did it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And while I understand because sometimes the emotional damage is, is too much. Right. Um, but if you can use it to help others, you know, why not? Why you not become a stronger person. I think yeah. if you face your, face your, you know, face what happened and, like I said, was we talking before, you know, there's always an alcoholic mm-hmm. for one thing. Okay, you know, was anybody in your family an alcoholic? Mm-hmm. Or no. But it's got to start and stop someplace. Right. You know? Absolutely. So, I mean, it. so I, yeah, I am an alcoholic, but I started and I stopped. Mm-hmm. So you're able to start and stop whatever you really, if you put your mind to it, right. you know, and ask for help. Right. You can't yeah. not... You know, you can't be too proud, mm. and you can't be too humbled either. You right. know, you just Absolutely. gotta just gotta be who you are. Right. And people mm. accept you. There you go. Ah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, you you just expressed to me that you said you had a, a personal relationship with Christ. You just gave it all over to Him one day, and we, we talk about that on every every podcast because I think it's so important. One that we all are on a journey of faith, right? And we all have these uh, different stories. Um, but that, that Jesus is bringing us to him at some point, whether we realize it or not at the time. But we also say that it's tough. It's hard stuff, right? And it's not an easy thing to do. And uh, there's ups and downs in that relationship as with any other. Uh, so what would you say would be, if you're where you're at now, and it may be that this is a point in the future, but where you're at now, what would you say would be the hardest thing or has been the hardest thing to be like, okay, I know you expect or want this of me, Jesus, so, but I'm having a hard time giving it over. <laughs> Will there be any one thing is, that kind of stands out above the rest? Well, I think, I think what it is is, is being diligent of reading the Bible. Mm. First of all, 
when I, I, I must have had some kind of learning disability or mm-hmm. I, or my, my, my uh, concentration was never there when I read a book. Sure. I could read a book from cover to cover and tell you absolutely nothing that was in it. Right. I can go to the movies and watch a movie mm-hmm. and not even tell you the plot. Gotcha. I just don't have that mm-hmm. focal point. And sure. I think it all stems back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. But And I feel that I let myself down along with God sometimes when I don't diligently pick up that Bible. Mm-hmm. But I did put an app on my my phone yeah, yeah, that yeah. every three times a day there you the go, verse the, the verse comes through the prayer right. then the the uh intention of what the prayer was and then another prayer wow but i do and faithfully it dings yeah. the church bells ding on my, <laughs> on my phone at work and everybody's like oh time yeah. to pray yeah. <laughs> you know but um uh, and, and to me right now that's my communication and i talk to him from the moon sure. drive out my driveway till i get to meals on wheels sure. or to dunkin donuts whatever comes right, first yeah. you know <laughs> but um yeah but i i have to be more diligent and i'm, I'm just afraid that i don't comprehend mm-hmm. you know the message right and so that bothers me sure. you know and that bothers me that you know especially like reading books people do you like to read nah but yeah. I, I love rest you know cookbooks sure to sit and read yeah. a, a novel right so to me that's god's life it's his you know it's absolutely a, and it's a novel i mean it's absolutely it's so i have to <laughs> i have to pin myself down i read to my dog there we you read go. together there you go you know and that's the thing i i, I appreciate you uh, one one saying that and two you know, explaining some of the techniques you've used to help try to, to overcome that or at least address it uh, because i think too often you're right we we get into this trap of like well i don't like to read or I don't know. It's just not for me. I'll get to it when I get around to it. And you miss out, don't you? I mean, if you if if you were in the best relationship of your life and that person uh, had to move away, but they were going to come back one day, but they left you this this incredible letter that was just you know just full of, of love and stories of how they lived and what they did. You would probably. I mean, I remember my grandparents keeping letters right from when he was yep. in the war. I mean, keeping those things because they're connecting to him and each other. And so, uh, I mean, that's the same thing with, with the word. And uh, so I appreciate that of you saying, whatever, just take a different method, just whether it be an app or read to a, a dog or go up, you know, uh, you know, outside or inside or do whatever it takes to yeah. be able to take time and to not get discouraged uh, too easily because it is hard. I mean, I say that to everybody who is um, particularly new believers, like, hey, I know, I'm going to I'm going to throw this big giant book in front of you and say, get to reading. You're like, well, <laughs> where do I start? I don't understand this word. I don't know what this means. It's tough. It's yeah. not easy. And uh, I think the first step, but you know, to getting where we need to be in that in that relationship is by admitting, okay, I might not have it all figured out, and you know, and I don't think, and I try to make sure I say this to people, that he, God doesn't expect you to have it all figured out, right? Uh, but it's just a one day at a time, one moment at a time relationship, just to get a little closer, right? And yep. whatever that takes, um, and however it takes to get it done. So that's awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, and I, I envy in some regards. Of course, they knew the scripture too, but I envy the disciples, right? Because what do they do? They weren't reading. They were just sitting around <laughs> listening to Jesus tell stories, right? So it's like, man, you, get, you, you didn't Come have to on go down and tell me a story. That's right. <laughs> Opening up the book. <laughs> That's a lot easier. You're seeing dogs like, oh, this is awesome. I can just here and listen. I don't have to do anything. Uh, most of them knew, knew the Old Testament. But, you know, some of them were fishermen. They didn't know any better. They were yeah. just zealous for God, you know, and just on fire for him and were ready to sit down and, and listen to this this person they barely knew and learn more. So, um, and that's what it is at its simple, simplest, I think. 
and then get buried, I think, under religion and under under ritual and under you know what we should and shouldn't do, and just we sometimes forget that at the heart, that's what it is. It's not complicated. Um, it's just one step at a time with Him, and so you know I appreciate that. All right, so let's uh, let's transition out of this a little bit into something, a couple of things more fun and lighthearted. Um, so a couple of things. One is, what's your favorite dessert? So as a, now, this should be an interesting take, considering obviously your profession and what you've been through your entire life. So I'm sure you've had like every dessert in the world, right? <laughs> so my favorite dessert, hmm. I, I like eclairs. Okay. But I also like ice cream. All right. But I don't, I try not to do dairy. No. But, but <laughs> it's summertime, so I have, That's to, right. I have to fess up. <laughs> the ice cream's there. There you go. Oh man! Now, as a as a uh, someone with your experience in, in cooking and, and preparing food, uh, is there? And I meant to ask this earlier, so I ask it now. Is there like, do you have a favorite dish that you like to make? Let's say it's just yourself, and you're just eating at home, or maybe not. I'll let's take it out a different way. Say you're making it for somebody or a family or whatever. What's the what's the go to? Like, I mean, I'm going to make this because I know that I love it. They're going to love it. I I like when I make um, a butternuts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Butternut squash, basil, lasagna. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's good. So I it's think. not red sauce at all. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Huh. I don't think I've ever had anything quite like that. I've had butternut squash, but not in the lasagna style. That's yeah. interesting. All right. Very cool. All right. So ice cream, you're good. Any favorite ice cream? You got like a favorite? Black uh, raspberry with hot fudge. <laughs> Ooh, black raspberry. I haven't had that one yet. That's so good. I've, I mean, I've had it, but I haven't had someone say that yet. So that's, uh, oh, I love it. I love all sorts of ice cream too. I worked at Dairy Queen for uh, two years when I was 16, 16 to 18, <laughs> and uh, I gained like 30 pounds, but it was, <laughs> it was still good. And I worked with my friends, so it was the best job there ever. There you had. go. That's the best kind of ham. All right. So let's... Uh, Let's wrap it up with three would you rather questions and I'm gonna to try to find some good ones here. I'd rather play golf. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about hobbies, so golf is golf a deal. You like yeah, to play yeah, golf? Yeah. Any other yeah. kind of hobbies out there that's bowling. I used to bowl, but yeah. I don't bowl I like horseshoes too. Oh yeah? Yeah, you like to pitch a shoe? I'm no good at that. I, I, it looks so simple until you do it. <laughs> yeah. And really and just walking the dog, you know, yeah. going for long walks with the dog. What kind of dog do you have? She's uh, half Pomeranian, half Sheltie. All right. How long have you had her? Uh, three and a half years. Okay. I got her on my 60th birthday. Oh. No. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. She oh. was seven weeks old. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, the kids every once in a while ask me for a dog. And I'm like, no, nah, we'll just wait. And I keep pushing it off. So, <laughs> one day maybe. we got enough kids running around there. I don't need another, <laughs> need another add another animal to the mix. But. All right, so let's do these would you rather questions as we wrap up. The first one is, would you rather have a golden voice or a silver tongue? Silver tongue. All right. Any particular reason why? You don't have to say why, but if you, if you know why. I would, I would think that because what comes off of it is truth and helpful to people. Gotcha. Nice. Like a silver spoon. Sure. You yeah. know. There you go. All right. All right. Would you rather always, and maybe you are one of these things already, but would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? I like to be early. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, earlier. And on. sometimes I'll ride around if I know I'm early. Like uh, sometimes I come to church. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, <laughs> right, the first one and I'm like, oh, I better back out. I'll go down the stores and get a cup of coffee. Oh, I can't go all the way down because I'll be late. <laughs> right. And I come back and yes. still nobody's here. And I'm like, could have got your coffee, Marin. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's great. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's pick up one more. Uh, we did this with Josh Boucher, I think, but we'll do it with you too because it's a good one. Would you rather know the history of every object you touched or be able to talk to animals? Be able to talk to animals. Yeah. 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 It'd be nice to be able to communicate with the dog a little more effectively, huh? <laughs> yeah. I can understand that. <laughs> she communicates just fine with me. <laughs> She's got you trained. Down you got bad, that right. All right. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Okay. So thank you so much, Mr. Marie, for hanging out with us. I certainly appreciate that. I, I, I appreciate you offering because sometimes I have to not beg, but I have to ask a couple of times. They're like, all right, come on, and you can do this. But uh, you're willing to do it, and I certainly appreciate it because, again, I know someone listening back to this is going to be blessed by it. That's what it's all about. I, I thought maybe it would be helpful. It helped for, for me to, Absolutely. to be open about what's yeah. going on. Sure. And my journey, yeah, and helpful to somebody else, maybe sit Absolutely. down the road, and that's what it's all about—helping each other out. Yes, Absolutely, so. very good. Well, thanks for hanging out with Thank us. You. I appreciate that. Thank you, everyone, for joining us again for this episode of Faith Church Up Close. Keep a lookout for more. We're going to continue to do this every week. I uh, don't know who we have next week yet, so I'm going <laughs> to figure that out this week as we get uh, lined up for next time. This will post, uh, just so you know, and for anybody listening, uh, you'll be hearing this around Thursday night. Uh, usually get it done by then. So keep a lookout every Thursday. We try to keep on posted. Make sure you tell friends and family and whoever. Spread it around. Spread the love. Let people know what's going on so we can all learn a little more about each other and, uh, and be ready. So whenever we come back together again in a more formal way, because we're still kind of separated in, in many ways, that uh, we can share some good stories with one another. All right. So thanks for checking it out. Can't wait for you to hear us next time. Mm-hmm.